Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt. How's your day going today? My day is good. What about you, Sam? Same, same. Just feel like I'm a little bit behind today. I was looking at my emails. and like, when did all of these come in? I better get to work on a lot of this stuff. I feel like the month of October, all I've done is be behind because I've been out so much. Um, So uh, yeah, it's been one giant catch up. We got back on, I guess it was Sunday, Monday from being away. We had a family reunion. And so I was out (laughs) again. I, I was out for 10 days, came back into the office for five and then was out again for three. So it's nice to be back in the office. I know it does take a toll. When you're out and, you know, it's it's nice to be able to just put that out of office on, block your calendar and call it a day. But unfortunately, sometimes business ownership, that's just not what happens and people need you. And so you're a very needed person in our organization. People were calling me while you were out and like, can you help me with this? And I was like, no. I can't. I actually don't know that answer. So let me try to not disturb Brittany while she's at a family reunion and be self-sufficient here. So you're more appreciated than you were a month ago is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You weren't already appreciated enough. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So how was the family reunion? I know that can that can be, you know, one or the other. They're really good or really bad, but how was it? So it was my dad's side of the family and we're a small family. He's one of three kids and each kid had just a kid or two. So we're, we're a pretty small family on that side. Um, but it was great. I was a little bit nervous. Many of us haven't gotten together in years and, you know, there's always family drama, right? In any family, but it it was seamless. We didn't, we didn't have any drama, no fights, no, nothing wild. It was, it was a great time. And, my aunt is a huge fan of Halloween. She and her husband, that's probably their favorite holiday, maybe next to Christmas. Wow. Yeah, it is. And so we specifically planned it around Halloween and we threw a Halloween party. And so it was a lot of fun to be able to, um, everybody got dressed up. We did a con a contest. We did a bunch of games, relay races, costume contests. So my dad and stepmom put on a, a very good family reunion and hosted a great party. That is awesome. I It's always fun too because you went back to your hometown and it's mm-hmm. always fun to be back and to see things and and just to see everyone that you know. But I think too to see how much things have changed. You know, Every time I go back to the town that I grew up in, it's always like, wow, there's this is different or that's different. This is open. This is closed. So mm-hmm. it, it is super fun not just to see the people, but to really see the businesses and, and the main street, if you will. Mm-hmm. My dad lives on an island, literally, in North Carolina. And on the island, they, they haven't really allowed for commercial development. It is primarily residential. You can't have a building more than three stories. There's not hotels. There aren't any restaurants on this island. So it's a really unique city that he lives on. And he took me for a drive one day, and we just drove around and looked at everything together. And 
on the island, they've added additional houses at the end. And there's pretty much not really many lots left on the island now, but they're these huge mansions, like gated communities. And so it's, it's interesting to see how it's grown and probably full of people that bought franchises. Yeah. I was going to guess who's building those houses. That's the gas. You bet. You bet. My dad was giving me, you know, the tea of who that person was, who this <laughs> person was, and he knew all the scoop. You know, they're friends with a oh. with a councilwoman, and so he he was funny giving me all the scoop. Um, but what what I thought was kind of interesting. So we're there for Halloween, right? And I'm very used to driving around there, and people have Christmas lights up. But this year, there were a lot of Halloween decorations up, which was crazy to me. You know, there were inflatables for Halloween. There were holiday lights up, but they were orange and purple. And so they don't really do the the Halloween decorations as heavy in my neighborhood. But in on the island, they went all out. So that was also something fun to see. It's crazy how I do think even COVID brought that out a little bit more because people needed so much more happiness and bright lights and it wasn't too early to have them put up in October and let's just celebrate Halloween. Let's do this. I was just at a girl's dinner last night with some gals from my neighborhood and she said, oh yeah, I'm the house right across from you that's lit up with Christmas lights already. And I was just kind of laughing and I said, well, yeah, that's, I'm like, it looks like such a happy house. And she Mm -hmm. said, that's exactly why we do it. So many people comment and it's so worth the extra electricity bill for the extra month that we do it. But she said, it really does make me so happy and it puts me in a great mood when the lights are out there. And I think that's kind of the perfect introduction because so many people are talking about lighting and holiday lights and cheer and all the things that it brings. And we actually have a lighting expert with us today. We have the brand president of Blingle, Travis Miller, joining us. Hey, Sam. Hey, Britt. Hey, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. The timing is perfect to do a holiday lights episode. So thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Of course. So with any episode, we love to have our listeners get to know our guests. So maybe start there for us. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at Blingle. Perfect. Um, I always start telling people I grew up in South Dakota. Not a lot of people meet someone from there. So we do make it out. We're real people. Uh, My entire professional career has been franchising, and I kind of stumbled into it by accident. Uh, Actually, that's where I met Sam as well. So I started working for a a very talented young gentleman in a, a young franchise and ended up opening 68 franchise locations across the country with him. I was his director of sales and operations, uh, had my hands in about everything. And that's really where I really got to understand, you know, what is an FDD? What is franchising? The franchisor, the good, the bad, the ugly, what works, what doesn't. And so I did that for about four and a half, five years before I decided to go on the journey on my own. And I had a couple business partners and we stumbled upon a early on franchise. We were the second to sign, the second to open, and we had great success. We opened up eight locations across three states under two years. What's interesting is that some of the stuff that I learned was not so good, we encountered again in the franchise. 
uh, but we were able to, to really work through that. And we had great success March of 2020, sold half our business. And then um, I was like, man, so we have these four locations in Omaha. We're doing absolutely fantastic. What, what am I going to do now? Because I had an area manager here and I get a phone call from Zach Butler and uh, he's like, hey, you want to grab lunch? And we sat down, had lunch and we were just talking. And I was like, Zach, are you trying to hire me? Or like, what are we doing here? And uh, so, yeah, he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you want me to do development? Like, are we selling? And he's like, no. And so that's where I came on as the VP of sales for uh, horsepower brands, launched the, uh, the first four brands. And I got the, uh, the calling to be the brand president of, I was biased then and I'm biased now of Blingle and here I am. You know, all roads lead back to nutrition concepts that started in the mid-2000s in franchising. The amount of people we have had on this podcast that have been like, Omaha is the mecca of franchising, it appears. And all of these folks that did brick-and-mortar nutrition and and were all connected in that capacity. And Travis, it's very funny that you said, I'm from South Dakota. I always say that to people. I'm like, I might be the first person that you meet from North Dakota because yeah. there's only about 650,000 of us. But let me tell you, you're going to meet another one of us at some point in time. So yeah. <laughs> that is that made me laugh. Good thing I was on mute when you said that. Yeah. So I realize we've been saying this word that some people may think is a made up word. But really, it is a brand. And we've been saying, blingle this, blingle that. If nobody's heard that before, can you walk us through what blingle is, what services you offer, and why you're so proud to be the president on this brand? Yeah. So uh, blingle is a premier lighting company. Most of what we do is outdoor. So landscape lighting, holiday lighting, patio lighting, and permanent lighting is kind of a newer sector. It's basically permanent holiday lighting goes on the fascia or under the soffit of your home. It's controlled by an app. So you have it all year round. You can literally control the color and of every single bulb. And then uh, event lighting is kind of the, can be indoor and outdoor. So, and I mean, I, we, we launched this brand just for looking at, you know, what this uh, founding location had done. It was just a holiday brand. And so when we started, it was just Blingle and we ended up adding the tagline Premier Lighting because we do so much more than holiday lighting. And so right away when people uh, discover us, they think we're just a a holiday lighting company. But um, like I outlined there, we do so much more. Landscape is, is, is a far larger industry than holiday. That's interesting. I don't even think that I realized how much you're doing in the landscaping space. And I think a piece of the business that's really interesting is the event lighting, you know, having been a bride and renting out a location and paying for lighting packages. I mean, that alone is a huge industry. So I think it's really cool how you're diving in and creating multiple revenue streams for franchisees. So With the Blingle name, right, we're talking about holiday lighting. So I want to touch on that piece a little bit because, like you said, it started out as a holiday brand and you've expanded into so many verticals. In the holiday lighting space, there are a lot of mom and pops. In my community in Atlanta, there are lots of lots of mom and pops that are doing holiday lights. There are landscape companies or mosquito companies or um, window washing companies in my market that are doing holiday lights. But what sets Blingle apart from any of those local mom and pops or 
other companies that are just doing it as a small add-on in an off-season? So I think the biggest one is that we are a lighting company. Just like you said, we don't mow lawns, we don't do landscaping, we don't wash windows. We are a lighting company, so we do it. We do it year-round. Um, one of the big differentiators with our brand is we use only professional um, commercial grade products. And so the difference in you going and buying something from the store, the lumens could be, and I'm just going to give you examples, five to eight lumens, which is the brightness of the bulb. Ours are 25 to 28 lumens. And so like when we say our lights are twice as bright, sometimes they're four or five times as bright. And so you're getting the best quality. They're going to last way longer and they're going to be brighter. The other thing that really blows people's minds on the holiday is everything is custom cut to your house. So every peak has what we call a jumper that's run up to it that you can't see. And so the lines are literally custom cut. So you don't have bulbs going from one peak to the next or one level to the next or from the, your roof line down to the plug-in. And so quality is big, uh, both on the product and the service. And then also, you know, what you get from a, a mom and pop maybe a lawn care company, we're big with technology. So our CRMs are very advanced, our communication with the customers. We're actually doing a full design of your home with actual holiday lights. We're not uh, in our designer app, which we developed. We're not taking a picture of your house with Snapchat, drawing a line on it, downloading it and sending, sending it to you. So big, big difference in quality. Um, also the, the sales process, the, the design process. And you touched on it a little bit. Horsepower has made a name in a very, very short period of time in franchising for a few things. Quality has been a huge, huge contributor in their success and just their commitment to continual quality and growth and what they bring to franchisees as a franchisor and a parent company. They truly are first in class with all of their offerings. Can you talk a little bit more about what sets Horsepower, the brand house that Blingle is under, apart from any other franchisor in the franchise industry? Yeah. So I think, first of all, we, we're in home services and we're shaking up that industry because no one franchises in home services. You can, you can start a roofing company with a truck, go and get some licenses. Anybody can do that but nobody's gonna build a national brand with customer service and quality of work and the integration of technology. Um, so, you know, we, we know what we're good at. We stick to those industries. I'd say one of the biggest thing, and this is coming from being a franchise owner as well, is typically you buy a franchise and you have to go out and get your own ad agency, or maybe they have one that they recommend. Um, your own recruiting agency, so hiring people, uh, Maybe they offer a call center, maybe they don't. You have to go find a CPA. And so we launched all those verticals. So we own an advertising agency and one that works. And so I, I, I explain this like a triangle. So there's the franchisor, the franchisee, and the ad agency. And when something's going wrong, the franchisee goes to the ad agency and they're like, well, your uh, corporate website sucks. And corporate's like, nope, our website doesn't suck. It's not the problem. Go back to the ad agency. The ad agency is like, well, you got to spend more money. And at the end of the day, it's just the franchisee. Well, we can't do that, right? Because we're both. If the if our franchisee isn't having success, well, it's our website. We're the franchisor and we're the ad agency. And so to me, it's like accountability. Like we have accountability in your advertising. We want you to get quality employees. And so we made that investment. 
People complain about call centers all the time. Well, guess what? When we have an issue in the call center, it comes to me. I walk over to the call center and we solve the issue. And so everything is very quick, very streamlined. Same thing with the accounting. You know, people having issues with their books, things not being done properly. Well, when you do books for, you know, a hundred of the same brand, you know what you're looking for. You know how to set it up. And so to me, it's more about um, solving problems. And then kudos to Josh and Zach and our organization for making the investment to take that on. I'm smiling and nodding a bunch as you're saying this for two reasons. Number one, we got off the phone with our accountant today. And (laughs) I think about as Sam and I launched our business, all of the experts we had to find. And we got lucky with a good accountant out of the gate. But we got unlucky with other vendors in marketing and CRMs. And I was explaining to or I was having a conversation, I should say, with a client. And we were talking about horsepower and we were talking about, well, they've got this fee and that fee and compared to this brand, I don't see that. And I was honest with them. I said, look, you're going to spend that money anyways. But with this, you don't have to go out and source anything on your own. You don't have to do what Sam and I did, which is make these mistakes and pick bad partners. But I think I failed to mention the accountability piece. And I really, really like that because you can't point fingers and it's not outsourced to another country or a third party company. It's full accountability, full integration. And as the brand president, you can walk down the hall to any of the departments to help solve for things for franchisees, which is pretty special. We're we're all on the same team. We all have the same goal. And so it's, it's not like we our problem proof to where we've never had a problem before, but we're very quick where we can all get a room and say, okay, let's all sit down. Let's assess the problem, work towards a solution and let's implement and make sure we correct it. That's, that's fantastic. I like, I like that everybody pulling in the same direction. So as, as we work with our clients and again, what we're doing is trying to help match our clients to right fit franchise opportunities there's going to be a good fit for for different people, right? It's not a good fit for everybody, I should say. So who is the right fit franchisee for Blingle? And I recognize that that might be a little bit of a different person than it is for some other horsepower brands even. So who are you looking for? Who are you seeing as the right fit now that you've launched this brand? Well, it's interesting because we have so many, so we have 40, I don't even know, 42 locations now, might be 43, just depending on time of the day. And um, I mean, it's, we have so many different people. We're very female driven in our franchise owners, which I love. It's a very visual um, aesthetic brand. And so we have a lot of even couples, but the, the woman is the driver. She's like, Hey, like this, this is the husband will be like, I'm, I'm just here to support my wife. Like, they are the driver, and 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 I love that about the brand. Um, but really, you know, empire builders, people. We get a lot of people that are have been in med device sales, or are an executive, or a director at a company, and they're really, you know, they, they've had success. They might not know how to operate a business fully, but they've operated a, a business. You know what I mean? And so they have that experience, and they're ready to apply it, being being a business owner. And so whether it's sales or operations. Um, finance, whatever that may be, you know, we have the ability to plug them in and use their experience. And with our org chart, they have a general manager and a lighting designer or a salesperson, and they're the ones operating their business. We have other franchisees that uh, we have one that just signed, super excited about him. He's been a absent franchisee owner for 10 years. 
uh, for a different uh, brand. He's like, and it, I don't make any money on it. it it's, you know, self-sustainable. He's like, but that's the problem is I want to be in it. I want to be that general manager and I want to bust my butt and make it successful. And I know on this brand, I'm going to do that. And so we have some people that they want to be in the trenches. They quit their corporate job and they want to be that general manager. And we have other people that they're looking for almost passive income. Um, and so they're going to be absent. They're going to hire a general manager, a salesperson, and this thing goes. That brings me to a question I think I have for you, which is, I think we're going to have two different answers based on what you just said. What does a day in the life of a franchisee look like at Blingle? So I guess two different things, a day in the life of your semi-absentee franchisee and then a day in the life of the owner-operator. I would love to know what they're doing. So I think what's what's important to, to note is um, we use a model called EOS Traction. And it's, it's what a lot of businesses, I see both of you nodding your head. Um, it's what a lot of people lack and it's how to operate a business from your, you know, it, it's the 60, 90 minute meeting, the, the touch points, how do I actually operate my business, uh, accountability, how to run meetings and those types of things. And, and so I'll answer it that way. Some people they're going to, you know, when I say they're, they're absent, they're probably in the business one to five hours and that's operating their meeting, having communication, but they're not on site. Um, and so the other ones, obviously they're, like I said, they're in the trenches. They're the ones that are, you know, doing meetings, managing employees and are doing all the things that that general manager does. I'll tell you, we, we just launched this year. And when people ask me, you know, what is it like to be a Blingo franchisee? It's a lot of excitement. This brand is different. It's exciting. Um, from the, like our call center is like at our, uh, we have a meeting with everybody in horsepower once a week. And um, the president of our call center was like, Blingle is just really, really, really keeping us busy. And it's it's busy, it's exciting, and it's something that you can you know be passionate about and get exciting about. Like when we're in home services, right? So typically in home services, you have a problem, right? Mighty Dog, great brand, it's doing phenomenal, but no one wants to replace their roof. And the only time you want to replace your roof is when insurance comes through and you can pay that deductible. But it's not like exciting, like lighting is a want, not a need. And I think it's the biggest differentiator in this brand is that people want it. It's lights. You can get excited about it. And so it's fun to sell. It's fun to be around. That's a really good point. People are happy when they're thinking about holiday lights. Like, how can you be mad when you're thinking about holiday lights? It's a choice. It's something you want to do. And it's definitely a fun brand. Yeah. And, and then with, with the landscape lighting, like you're proud of your home, you know, big, small, whatever is you're proud of your home. So if you're able to, and you can put landscape lights on your house, it, it's just increasing the aesthetic of your home. And so it's something that you are proud about, proud of. And people are spending more time at home. I think, you know, the pandemic obviously forced our hand in that, but I think people are realizing more and more that they want to be home more with their families. Being home was nice. And so I think people are really reinvesting in their homes because they take pride in them. They like having people over. They love, you know, being with the kids in the yard. And so I think that people are really enjoying investing in their home and being at their house. Yeah. A lot of people ask about the, um, you know, the recession and the pandemic. And I, again, think that's why this brand is so appealing is it is a want, not a need. And so you saw, I mean, in home, uh, home improvement boomed during COVID. 
And so even our founding location, just in Christmas lights, they saw 15% increase, 19 to 20, 20 to 21 a uh, 15% increase. And this year, uh, they'll do about a 35% increase year over year. And so they are just, I like our FDD says, a million 88, and they'll do over a million and a half this year. I mean, just, and, and I say 35%, it could be one four, it could be one seven. Um, and again, if people want it, they're going to go buy it. And your, your customer, like, and I'll go back to the roof again, great brand, love it. But you have to like, you need a roof. Like, and if it's a leaking or it's blown off, like you can't, you can't afford to replace it. Maybe don't have home insurance, who knows, but it's, it's, it's not fun. Like our customers, they have, they have some money and they've set aside a budget and they want to increase the aesthetic of their home. Wow. Yeah. Good points. And it is, it's a fun, exciting brand. And I see why people are attracted to it from a consumer standpoint and a franchisee standpoint. So I think your background is so interesting. Having been that big of a franchisee yourself, worked for a massive franchisee, helping to run their organization, then doing running sales, now becoming brand president. I have to imagine that at some point in your life, you got a piece of advice that really stuck with you. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? So... I always answer this the same way. So I think the the best advice I've ever got was diving in with that franchise owner and was working. I did not get paid what I should have been paid. And to me, it was like a, a master's degree, a, a low paid internship. And so experience is one. The best advice I've ever received, I had a uh, basketball coach growing up that had cancer 18 times. And I was like, I was in his class and I'm like, gosh, I just can't wait for the weekend or I can't wait for summer. I can't remember exactly what I said. And he got mad at me and he's like, don't wish life away. And so that's the best piece of advice I ever had. Wow. That is, I, I mean, when you put it in that perspective, don't wish life away, I think we're always looking and if you're an achiever, which I think everybody on this podcast is today, you're always looking for the next benchmark, the next win, the next goal. You know, Britt and I are talking about, we got to plan 2023 budgets, goals, all of it. And I think a lot of times you do forget to just be in today. And I, that goes back to, I think, Blingo, helping people just enjoy the season of life and time that we're in. And I do think there's so much joy in that brand. So I imagine that helps you enjoy things as well. So Travis, you've done so much. I mean, brick and mortar nutrition to a massively backed nutrition location to then moving into home services for what, when you started, was a very small company and now has really become a dominant player in that market. What is your personal and compelling reason for being in franchising? So I've, I've always said this, and when people ask me, like, what I, I guess when I was little, I was going to be in the NBA. So let's just get that out. Um, being almost 5'10", that didn't happen. Um, but so my, my goal has always been to help people. And I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. And so it's just always been to, to help people. I thought I wanted to teach and coach, um, you know, through college. So I have an education degree, getting my MBA now. Uh, but it's really just to help people. And so... I think with franchising, it it allowed me. So I'm um, working under that that gentleman, going on to be a business owner. Like I think that like that is what I'm passionate 
in, in helping people do is to, to own their own business, create a legacy, build their empire, pass something on to their family. And that's what we hear so many times, people coming into horsepower, uh, but Blingo also is that, that's just what they wanna do. I can't think of a better reason for being involved in anything than helping other people Thank you so much I, for jogging my memory on your story today and then sharing it with everybody. I'm really excited for seeing Blingle trucks out and about in every neighborhood. So congratulations on the success so far and the continued success. Thanks, you too. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.